1: Tend Her Wild listeners. For season two, we want to hear from you. We want to ask that you email us or call us and leave us a voice message sharing your story, your questions, the topics you want to hear more about, or your thoughts on rewilding and living your authentic life. To reach us, you can email us at tendherwild@gmail.com at gmail.com or call us at 319 354 4062, and leave us a message. We'll even play your question live on
0: our show. Hey, Tender Wild Podcast listeners. Today, it's just Kate and I, and we are going to talk about haters, uh, negative toxicity, That's kind up. of a pick me up today. But actually, we <laughs> want to talk about how you manage it, how you work with it, because it happens to all of us. It will happen to all of us. Um, And so we want to just flesh it out and help each other with it. Yeah.
1: Have an honest conversation that it exists. Yeah. That we're all sometimes on one side or the other of it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and, uh, what it means for people and, and our potential, frankly.
0: So it takes us back to our friend Marianne's very famous quote. It's probably one of the things she's most well known for. Is a quote that essentially says, It is our light, not our darkness, that we fear the most. And um, we just like went past, we're recording this early February. So we just passed that midway point between winter and spring. Yeah.
1: It's actually Groundhog Day right now.
0: Yeah. And so we're closer, we're getting closer to spring. The light is coming back. And I totally I feel, feel that. Right. Too. But it's really interesting. We've been in symbolically the darkest time of the year, which is the time to go in and do the inner work and the shadow work. So it to me often feels exciting, like, oh, we're getting towards more light. But then to consider what Marianne says, but it's actually our light that we fear the most. We ask ourselves in her words, who am I to be brilliant, fabulous, talented? And so, so often we kind of pull back, play small
1: Well, and I think about the light we see right now, it's light later in the day and driving home, it's still light. That's external too. It's not the internal light. And so we're very drawn to the external light
0: and we feel the power of that. uh, But something shifts in us that we're scared of our own internal light. So. Because I've been thinking about this, I was with two um, friends yesterday, wise friends. I wasn't, Kate was not one of them. Kate is one of my wise friends, but we were going to, I knew I was going to have the conversation with her about it today. So I asked these two wise friends um, in terms of their own light, what do you fear? And both of them gave slightly different answers, but it was the same theme. And the theme was, I fear rejection. Mm -hmm. That if I step into my full light, my full power, then I am going to be rejected by the public, by friends, by family. You know, I just fear being pushed down and being, you know, talked negatively about if I shine my light. So on some level, it's safer to not fully step into that. Yeah. And I
1: related. Oh, I relate too. But I also makes me think, when does that start? Does that we're
0: not Mm. born that way? Yeah. Think about children. Man, are they bright little lights that yeah. And they don't worry. And they don't think. They don't analyze, like, oh, someone might reject me or not like me if I'm my full self. Right. They're just their full selves.
1: I think something in like the elementary school age starts to happen toward, you know, as you near middle school this fear of rejection and not being enough and perfectionism and the good girl syndrome and all those things play into that. And I think that's when our lights start to go like this. They just start to shrink. Yeah. Um, And we try to contain them. So we are very, I I look back and with my daughter and myself, I think we start to manage our light and say, Mm. this is when I'm comfortable showing it. Here it's okay. This person's okay. But not over here.
0: But in this situation, I have to put a bushel over it. I have to hold it back a little bit.
1: And when we do that enough,
0: I think we forget what our light even is. Oh yeah. Right. We disconnect from that. And then we wonder,
1: why am I here? What am I supposed to be doing? What is what are my gifts? What I don't, you know. And that's the midlife often awakening too of like, I don't remember who I am. Yeah. Which I always used to say you know, people try to find themselves. And now we always talk about returning to ourselves. Like we have
0: to get back to who yes, we are. Yes. The light's are. always been there. You just have disconnected, dissociated from it somehow. Right. How do we make our way back to it? Yeah. Well, and Marianne, she, in the first podcast that we did with her, you can listen back. We've done two podcasts with her and every time has been super mm-hmm. enlightening. But she of all people knows that when you shine your light and you're Power in the world, you get pushback, right? When you're on the cutting edge of, you know, something people push back. And she said that when we shine bright, she told us this in that first podcast, you are a threat to the system and you will often pay a price for challenging the system. She said that not everyone will like you or appreciate you for shining your light. Oh. So they're- understandably, my friends yesterday, it's like, well, I don't want to be rejected. And Marianne is saying, well, absolutely. You will face that (laughs) if you choose to really be in your light and power. Yeah.
1: I, it's funny because I think it was earlier this week or last week that I was reading an article and it said, when you, when you finally release yourself from that, from caring Mm. and, and being able to just accept, oh, you know, that person didn't appreciate that, but that's okay. Yeah, that the freedom that comes in that is enormous and it completely shifts your energy because we spend so much energy trying to make sure we're okay for everyone. Yes. We're enough for everyone that we're showing up the way people expect us to and not not being too big or too small, you know, just right. And
0: the mind games we play (laughs)
1: with ourselves, women, when women spend all this energy on that, they're not stepping into their light they yes. not growing. They're not yes. being bigger and rising to the level that they're here to to rise to. And I, I, I mean, I say that as someone who struggles with that.
0: Me too. Um, and I have had a big aha in the last couple of weeks in that I realized that I too, as you're saying, have spent a good portion of my life. Feeling into everyone else and trying to morph myself into what everyone else needs or will make them happy. Mm -hmm. And so in that process, I did have people like me. And then as soon as I started to step into myself, then maybe people don't like you as much, but you're more real. Mm -hmm. And, And so that is maybe the choice,
1: right? I'm looking for my Brene Brown book. The authenticity of, of, that comes. Yes. And the choosing that over the other,
0: which is uncomfortable, but real. So in the midst of this big aha that I'm starting to have Mm -hmm. about if I love myself and I'm really aligning with my true authentic nature, then I may not have everyone like me in the same way. I I have this thing where, like, books jump off the shelf at me. And you open I mean, it. they don't literally jump off the shelf, but, like, my my gaze, my focus goes to a book. And sometimes there are books, like, I literally haven't read for years. Mm-hmm. And so this week it was Atlas of, Atlas of the Heart, which I haven't even read the entire book. I've read sections of it. It's Brene Brown's book. I just dusted mine off this week. Shut like, up. Of I, course I, you did. That I did. Both. And yes, then I just randomly open it. Where did I randomly open to? A section on boundaries. And she writes, Brene writes, I was recently struggling with the boundary issue in parentheses, yes, still, <laughs> <Which> I appreciated. <laughs> and I told my therapist that I refused to go back to saccharin, meaning the sweetness, mm-hmm. that I prefer solid better. She said, I'm finally understanding that when I'm prioritizing being liked over being free, I was sweeter, but less authentic. Now I'm kinder and less judgmental, but also firmer and more solid and occasionally salty. Yes. Oh, it was so good for me to read that,
1: right? Because it's not, it it doesn't mean you're not kind. It means you are, put. you are, you are
0: true to whatever emotion you have and whatever it is you want to. Yeah. But let's go that. back to that idea of kind, because I think what we've all been conditioned into, especially as women, is this idea of kindness is that we're just really nice to everyone. I mean, that's, that was right. not my, that was my protection. That was my coping like I'm just nice to everyone and I treat everyone well and I tap into what everyone else needs. And I try to provide that the best as possible. Then I'm safe. But I think kindness, that's not it. No, I think kindness is kindness to self first. You're listening to yourself first and you're being truthful with what's okay and what's not okay. And so kind isn't always being like, Oh yeah, it's okay that you treated me like a doormat or you said those nasty things to me.
1: Or that I don't have boundaries for you for that
0: behavior. Yes, it's okay for us to be more solid, like Brene says. Right. And and Salty the, occasionally. Yes. Fierce when needed. Which is
1: all authenticity. It's being authentic in our emotions and how we respond. And it, it's just true, being yeah. true to yourself. And to me, and, and that's what's ironic. It's like, I feel like as women, watching other women be that way, there's a part of the it's like the crab in the bucket and pulling people down. Yeah. But there is something that I really respect about women like that. And we've talked about that, like seeing an email where someone's just very firm in that this is Mm -hmm. not okay. And I'm like, go, you know, yes, that is, that's how that needed to be handled. And so we need to keep cheering each other on when we are being authentic instead of kind of feeling like, well, if she's that way, then what does that mean for me? I think that's the, the gap that starts to exist. And 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 that's the work, right? Is to is mm-hmm. to really know yourself and show up authentically in the world. Mm-hmm. And if we still if we all continue to like support each other in staying small, <laughs> we're not gonna change the systems. We're not gonna make yeah. the, the big shifts that need to be made because it's the collective that will yeah do that. But it starts with us as individuals and supporting one another and saying, because I sometimes feel like in the entrepreneurship world and I was in business world for a long time, I would I feel like men are better at being like, way to go. Good mm. for you. How can I help? What do you need? I would watch this. And then I'd see a woman trying to make something happen, looking for funding, can't find it, doesn't yep. have the support system. Other women going, Oh, that's that's nice that she's doing that, but I don't know Cute. if it's going to work. <laughs> yeah. 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 And so I, I sometimes think we're our own worst enemies mm-hmm. um, and we're not fully supporting one another. Uh, when, when we see a sister being authentic and really taking an idea yeah. to the next
0: level. I think that is, to me, feels like there's a lot of energy behind this right now for me is that that when we see people stepping into their light and their power that we don't subconsciously or consciously try to pull them down. Like We're not the crabs at the bottom of the bucket trying to pull her down. Um, because we've all been the crab at the Mm -hmm. bottom of the bucket. Like, I'm scared. I'm scared that person's getting ahead of me. Mm -hmm. That person is doing better. That person is making more money. That person has a nicer house. That whatever it is that we consciously or subconsciously pull them down. And I think we often do it through negative talk, Mm -hmm. gossip. Did you hear about this? Can you believe she did that? I can't believe she's right. This yep. is how we do it. It is. And gossip, I've really made such a conscious choice in the last several years to avoid it at all cost. I think because I'm terrified of it coming. To <laughs> terms, <laughs> terrified of people gossiping about me, which I'm sure people do, right? right? Yeah. But I think it's like one of the most toxic activities. And it not only, it puts a negativity around our own energy field mm-hmm. anytime we gossip. So it's not even that we're sending negative energy towards whoever we're talking about but it like literally deposits negativity yeah. around us it's not healthy and right to do yeah and it's and it's in a lot of ways it's
1: it's designed to make us feel better about ourselves when we make someone else yes sound or feel smaller it's it's we think that's going to make us feel better and yeah. it really is the opposite it 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 doesn't that's not what
0: happens Or it's a way to bond or we, or we, yeah, it's like women bond about talking shit about Mm -hmm. someone else. And it like creates like a small little bond in that moment. But of course it's not actually a real lasting bond because then I'm going to fear down the road. Well, so-and-so can say those horrible things about person X, then they certainly would say those things about me if I were in a similar situation. So it like, in some ways in the moment it can create bonding, but long-term I think it erodes trust in mm-hmm. that person. Yeah. hundred
1: percent. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's good. Once you're and I I'm vowing to be even more conscious, you know, sometimes I think I share information because I want, I think it's going to help for someone else to know something. Mm. And I've been trying to be more discerning about that. Like if it's news that is important for someone to know, I think she'd appreciate hearing from you. This is, you know, she has let people know and, uh, you know, the illness or things like that. Yeah. And I've found myself stopping with some other things that I hear that I'm like, that's not mine to tell. Yeah. It's not, it's not my news. It's not they'll talk to that person when they're ready and I don't have to. Yeah. And maybe the choice
0: point comes from always coming back to at least how I work with it. And my system is like, is me furthering this information to someone else? Is it coming from a place of love Mm -hmm. or Or is it coming from fear? And if it's coming from my own fear or perpetuating fear, then I'm going to try to nip that in the bud as quick as possible. But yeah, if we're talking about I want to let you know about so-and-so and and it's from a place of love because I know you care about them. And that, that feels different.
1: Well, and supportive and supportive, you know, are you walking through the world looking at how can you be, you know, a supportive sister and someone who's looking out for each other. Yeah. um, Connecting one another when there's benefit to that for both people and wanting to be, uh, someone who's looking to lift people up. Yeah. And and I think that's, um, you know, that's what I think we do as little girls initially. And then I, there's something that shifts mm-hmm. in us. And there's a scarcity model that we fall into where we're afraid there's not enough for all of us. Yeah. Right. Not enough yeah. boys, not enough, you know, of the, you know, not enough of the pie, uh, we can't all be number one in our class. We can't all be the prettiest. We can't all be the tallest. We can't all be right. And so then all of a sudden we are, we're pulling one another down to try to, and that's the messy mm-hmm. middle school. Mm-hmm. And your daughter who just turned 12. Yeah. is probably right in the midst of some of that.
0: Um, And hopefully it's yeah. better
1: with, you know, I don't know what it looks like. Well, now.
0: I'm very aware of this idea of it's our light, not our darkness that we're most fearful of because my daughter has been such a little bright, shiny light ever since she was a child. I mean, I think all children are, and I see her and that light continuing to be present in the world. And I think I do have a fear of like, oh no, are you going to start to pull it back a little bit? Or are you going to start to be more insecure and not tell us your full opinion anymore or not dance in your swimming suit or all all those like vibrant things that she does. Um, so yeah, I feel so passionate about like, how do we continue to support women to maybe stay in their light, return to their light, figure out why they're fearful of being in their light. Uh, because I think it's all of our birthright to Mm -hmm. be able to be in our fullest light. But that being said, is it also irresponsible of all of us as women to say, just shine your light? Yeah. I mean, that's Marion's like, well, please do it. Like, continue to do it. And no, you will push against darker mm-hmm. systems that are going to push back. So maybe it's if we're like, shine your light, shine your light and know these things that you might piss some people off. You might lose some people and the freedom comes in accepting that. Yes, and and being okay with that
1: because it's best for you, and you're doing it from a place of true authenticity yeah. and goodness. And it doesn't yeah. mean that that's going to work for everyone because that's more about them,
0: yeah, than it is you. Yeah, yeah. Today's episode is supported by Doctor Yoga Mama. This is Dr. Betsy, and if you are interested in working with me in a deeper way, you can check out all the different offerings I have going on, online courses, retreats around the world, weekly yoga classes, and my monthly Wisdom Wednesday, which is the first Wednesday of each month, where I talk about the intersection of yoga, psychology, mindfulness, and spirituality. You can find it, all the information at www.dryogamama.com. This episode is also being
1: sponsored by Kate Moreland Coaching. If you have an interest in transformational coaching, either in an individual
0: or group setting, please reach out to katemorelandcoaching.com. I also think that not only will people push against you, but I think if you're really stepping, stepping into your light, you're stepping into more responsibility too. Mm-hmm. And that's maybe another reason people avoid it, yeah. is that there's a responsibility attached to, okay, I'm really in my power and I'm feeling... That this is the ne- next right step for me, <laughs> so it's like, okay, I- I'm gonna take it, and right. that's scary.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's an important conversation, and we were just actually talking. I mean, just the times right now we're living in, too. Um, I was saying, I feel like some of the Taylor Swift stuff around the Super Bowl it kind of is an example of this. She's a polarizing
0: figure. But
1: suddenly, yeah, how do we how do we bring her down? There's a lot of chatter out there about you know. And no matter what side you're on, I think it's worth exploring what, why does this bother people so much right. to have a successful woman who's showing and her up power and... in a relationship and supporting, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's, it's really, and it comes from fear. I, I really believe the people that are, that are so angsty about this, it's fear. Like, what could this mm-hmm. mean? Um. And yet, there's a the the man is profiting enormously from it. So it's the irony of all this is it's calling more
0: attention to, you know, yeah, the game itself and yeah. the NFL. So well, and I think about so many of the conversations we've had that women really fully mature into their light and power in the crone stage. Like mm-hmm. that fifty plus is when women really settle into their most powerful place. But I look at Taylor Swift and she's yeah. in her thirties and man, as she stepped into that. And wouldn't it be interesting to be a fly on the wall and have a conversation with her about the pain she's had to endure mm-hmm. from the haters. Yeah. From I, the I negative. Think,
1: yeah. And feedback. I think back all the, the things she's been through in her, you know, she's kind of wise beyond her years because of all she's experienced in her twenties, you know, the lawsuit, the sexual harassment, the Taking her music back, being able yeah. to to step into her power, I I watch her and I feel like she's just enjoying every game, and she may be an example of someone who's able to say, I mean, it's in her song, right? The haters are gonna hate. Like it's <laughs> just, it's what it is. Um, yeah. but she's authentic, in my opinion. Shake it off, yeah, shake it, it off. She would
0: say, shake it off. Yeah, yeah.
1: So there's a lot of lessons, and I I. I think she's an, it's nice to have that example, especially for these young girls. And your daughter's a big fan. My daughter's a fan (laughs) in her 20s. There are lessons in her music and in the way she conducts herself. And so she is an example of someone who's stepped into her power. She's figured out a way to be authentic in the industry she's in, Mm -hmm. frankly, by re-releasing her music. And I think there's a lot to be learned um, on how on some, you know, smaller level, can we each do that too for ourselves? Yeah.
0: Uh, to show up with our light. So I'm going to ask you, Kate, how in these next couple months, because I know in one of the previous episodes we did and at the start of season two here, meet Kate, you, one of the things you said is I want my word for this year is expansion. So um, how do you want to shine more light, expand your light, more. Um, what does that mean? And is there anything you have in place, even if it's just emotional, mental to kind of know that there could be some backlash who knows what form it comes in and how are you prepared to deal with it? That's a big question, isn't it? Good Lord. Lord, There was no preparing for that one. I know. I like Um, to throw those ones at you.
1: I I think for me it is actually being way more intuitive in how I am doing my work and really following the the threads that the 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 things that are coming up already this year for me and saying I'm not ignoring signs anymore. I'm really allowing myself to to follow leads and to see where they go and not be afraid or say I'm not I don't know if that's for me. Maybe I'll reach out for that at at a later time when I'm ready. I'm just, if it shows up, I'm exploring it. So I think for me, part of it is just being very, very open right now to what's coming my way. And, and also I, part of my work right now is putting my work out into the world, which is a lot of internal self-discovery about what is it that I, I mean, you get to my age, I've had a lot of different career moments what it's is that. it I want to put out there? Where is my s- strength? Where are the gifts and the lessons? And how do I pull all that together so that I am being authentic in what I'm putting out there? So even just putting my marketing stuff together has been this exercise in being authentic in what I'm what I'm putting out. Uh, and not being afraid. I, I've been through a lot of shit. I've seen a lot of things. I've learned a lot of things. I'm still learning a lot of things. Yeah. And um but i do feel like i have wisdom at this age that i'm ready to share for anyone who's interested and it doesn't mean everyone's going to be interested and i'm
0: okay with that you've said before i'm not for everyone and i always appreciated that yeah right like yeah and that that's i couldn't have said that 10 years ago mhm mhm so that's honest
1: yeah how about you what is where are you at
0: yeah I, I what mean, I think it has been a life work? theme for me of like learning little by little how to extend and expand more light into the world. I mean, I really feel like it's so entwined with your work, one of my purposes in life, and I feel like I've been slowly, um, like the image I get is like I've been chipping away at like what's laid over my light. So that the light that's there just is getting brighter and brighter, the more I'm chipping away at and sort of trying to release what has been stuck in me or old stories or old outlived notions. Um, So I think that process will go on forever and ever. I'm like, I really hope that when I'm on my deathbed, I'm like at my brightest ever, <laughs> you know, I thought about that it's it. like a, I want to get more and more vibrant. Even as my body ages, I want to just continue to. Like shine from the inside out. Um, but I am realizing just all that stuff with Marianne is just like you, you need to know that you will get judged and rejected. And so I feel like a guiding principle that I want to keep coming back to over and over is from that Four Agreements book by Don Miguel Ruiz, the second agreement, take nothing personal. Right. And so that is so important for me because I think I have been a thin skinned. I personalize everything like I, which is why all those years I tried to make sure I was tapped into what everyone else needed and Mm -hmm. I could give them that so that no one would be offended by me or harmed by me. Right. It keeps everyone else safe at the expense of Of my safety. Yes. And so like really accepting, living, reminding myself anyone's response to you, your light, your darkness, whatever you're, because of course we all have shadow too, that we're emitting out into the world. Anyone's response to you has nothing to do with you. Absolutely. It's all about their internal environment and their projection onto you, their beliefs about you, which may or may not be true. Um, It doesn't mean we, we, we can't take responsibility for our mistakes and for our lives and ways we mess up and doesn't mean we shouldn't apologize and all of that, but it's really working through the filter of like, you know, really try not to personalize things. Um, That to me is, feels like something I want to live into a lot bigger in the next mm-hmm. year or two, next, what's the rest of my life? Let's yeah. just put it that way. <laughs> I want to really live into like, take nothing personally. And do
1: no harm, take no shit.
0: Do no harm, take no shit. Yeah. And if you have harmed, there's always a chance for reparation. Yeah. There's always the chance to go back and apologize and work through it. Um, and I, I believe in that. Yeah, that's um, gross. When the timing, when the timing is right, I think also Sometimes there's an unfolding for us in our lives and there's certain moments when we're ready to, we can finally see it in in a clearer way. Yeah. So, all right, y'all. Well, this was a good conversation. Find your, your light. As Marianne <laughs> said, go for it, no matter, no matter what. It's what we're here for. It's our hey, purpose. will you, you've pulled up her poem. Yeah. Will you read that whole thing? Maybe that's a great way to, sign off today. Uh, I love hearing this. I first heard this when I was, I can tell you the exact age. I was like 23 or 24. I was in graduate school. I was working in the hospital. And this was a quote someone brought in. And this quote was misattributed to like the Dalai Lama for a long time. Some very famous leader used this quote in one of their speeches and um,
1: it's the Dalai Lama. maybe it
0: was the Dalai Lama. So, so anyway, here without yeah. further ado is Marianne's wise words.
1: Her poem is entitled Our Deepest Fear. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our dark- darkness that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small small does does not not serve the world. world. There's nothing enlightening about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us.
0: It's not just in some of us. us. It's in in everyone.
1: And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others.
0: Mm. Good talk. Thanks, Kate. Thanks for joining us today. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. Come back and rewild with us again next week.